the Enchanted Ears podcast. Where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela, and I like to attack the microphone. <laughs> I'm Joe. I just got like way too excited, and then my chin was hitting the uh, pop filter, and was just kind of rocking it around, and I don't know. That's right. You threw me off. I had something really witty to say, and I completely forgot it. So Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, well. We'll, we'll all give you, wait, let's all pause and, and laugh at no. Joe. <laughs> that was so witty and smart. Thank you. So, <laughs> I gotta say, Disney News has me pretty excited this week. Oh? Nestle announced the Mickey ice cream bars <gasps> are coming to grocery stores. They're going to sell them for a limited time oh, as part goodness. of the 90th birthday celebration. The chocolate-covered Mickey bars, which I love. So Best snack at all the theme parks. So it means that we're going to have to just stock our freezer. We're going to need to go out and buy another freezer just for our Mickey chocolate bars. Right. Here's box of six is apparently going to cost seven forty nine. What was that word you just said? Apparently? Box of six. <laughs> no, he apparently said apparently <laughs> it's only going to cost seven forty nine. So there should be in stores this February. No word like what grocery stores they're going to be in or anything like that. Like they basically just made an announcement. They're coming. Oh I'm so excited. Hopefully, I can get my hands on some because again, they are the best snack. Yeah, they're they're pretty good, and I believe pretty I can, good. I believe pretty that they good. are also still gluten free, so I could actually eat them. Pretty good is the understatement the of the century. Okay, it's the mm-hmm. understatement of the century that they're pretty good. They are amazing. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I could eat. I could eat one of those. I could probably eat like five of those at a time. They're so good. At a time. No, I will say, when you buy them at home, they're not going to be... Yeah, they, because they, they keep them on that dry, dry ice. ice. Yeah, they're so not going to be when as you cold. get them, they're super cold. But they tell you to let them melt anyways, so... I don't know. I feel like there's there's something very special about the consistency of ice cream that makes a giant difference. That's why I think soft serve is so far superior to what I like to call hard serve, so... Doesn't matter. Uh, they're going to be so good. I mean, I'm sure that they're going to be, they're gonna inc- be pretty incredible. They're going to be incredible. I'm just worried. We'll, we'll have to find I'm out. A little when skeptical, they, we'll but find out when that means out. we just are going to have to buy at least like 10 or 11 boxes just okay. to, to do a thorough testing and we'll report back to you, uh, listeners. Okay. So, the other, so Disney made some changes to their uh, DVC, their Disney Vacation Club, which is a lot of people are saying is going to hurt the resale value of these properties. And so what Disney said is if you buy a, a DVC property on the resale market, so there are timeshares that you can resell. If you buy it on the resale market, you're no longer allowed to use your points at other DVC resorts. So you'll only be able to use points at the resort you purchased at. So the only way to be able to access all the other resorts is buying directly is buying new directly from Disney. So oh, wow. it's going to hurt the resale market and what it's people are saying why Disney's doing this is because it will force a lot more people to sell back to Disney to do the Disney buyback program. Uh-huh. So that way Disney can resell all of them and get more money and sell them at a higher price because they raise the point totals all the time every time they build new resorts. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of greasy. Yeah. So they're not going to, I mean, they can change whatever they want. I mean, it's, you know, they're not having to resell, but yeah. So 
if you buy one on the resale market, you're not going to be able to use it at any other resort, which for some people may be fine because um, it can be really expensive. I think the Disney Vacation Club is something we'll have to get into on a later episode because it's definitely something I want to look into more. And there's kind of oh, a lot, yeah, there's a sure. lot going on there. So we should definitely do some more research on that and get back to it. But uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting that they're making those changes. Mm-hmm. So, well, for the, moving on to the main topic uh, this week. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had talked about the new Taste of the Magic Kingdom oh, VIP man. tour. I want to taste all the Magic Kingdom. So, so that is a th- all of it. That's a three-hour tour, Gilligan's Isle Island style, hmm. and um, it, it goes through behind the scenes of the kitchens. You get to have you know test new new food they're working on, and and just have a sample of a bunch of different things. And it's $99. But it got me thinking when I was looking it up, there are a ton of VIP tours. So many. So I think this has to be a more recent thing that Disney is having a lot more tours now. That or I'm just becoming more aware of it. Because it's probably the second. I mean, just we, because we, we didn't pay as close attention. Yeah, we've done I mean, the- we've gone to Disney enough times now where it's like, okay... There, I we want to go check out everything that the park has to offer. It's not just like, it's not like you just do your basic. Okay, we're gonna go ride the rides. We're like, what else can we do when we're here? I mean, not that that's not enough, but we always looking for more. Yeah, and they definitely have added more. I mean, I know they've added a lot more lately, but you're right. I mean, once you do one and you start kind of looking into it, like we did the Wild African Track. Oh yeah, and we did the recommend that one. We did this the surfing tour. But then you look into it. I mean, they have scuba diving at we were for scuba at the seas. They have the behind the seeds tour at living with the land. And they have the vi the VIP tours that we'll be talking about. So there's just so many tours. So, but I was surprised by how many VIP tours they have. So I mm-hmm. thought we could kind of like run through them and then you know kind of discuss because I think some of them are more worth it than others. I think some yeah. offer better value than others. And there's some I definitely And there's some that would are super like, cryptic. They don't tell you a whole lot about them. Right. So, because when I was going through them, I was like, this is a ball and tour. And then I'd go to the next one. I'm like, no, that last one was trash. And this <laughs> one's a ball and tour. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some I definitely would like to do and some of them I think you could probably pass. But so kind of going down. So we mentioned that the Taste of the Magic Kingdom tour, that's the newest one. I think the one that probably started it all was their private VIP tour. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of just if you are just balling of ballers and you want to do LeBron James, basically, you want to do Disney World in style. This is what you do. So it's a per hour fee. And if it's anywhere between $425 and $625 an hour, and you basically get a, a private, uh, you get door-to-door service. Yeah, you get a private vehicle. You get to go to any park you want. Yeah, you get you get a private vehicle. You get a cast member, a dedicated cast member, to take you through the park, take you, get you fast passes, reservations, and whatever you, you want. You can be your like, you can have uh, up to ten guests like in your party. Yeah, so, so I, you can be like that one ball and friend. So I think if you have ten people, that's when it becomes worthwhile because at that point it's only. 42 to 62 dollars an hour so you could do a whole day and it's only 300 bucks 
per uh, person, which isn't that awful. That actually sounds like a fun bachelorette party. What? <laughs> hey, Joe, we're going to get divorced just so we can get married again and do this. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's the only only way it's kind of worth it. I mean, if it's only a few people, that's very expensive. But yeah, it's, it's fully customizable. You kind of set the schedule, do whatever you want to do. Whereas a lot of these other VIP tours, it's a set schedule. You're in with small groups. So it's still, you get a lot of behind the scenes and you know, customized experiences. But this one is like, if you want, you can't stand being with any other people. So you, you get can't, your own vehicle. You cannot stand following Disney's itinerary. You know the best route for everything. You want to do it all. This is the tour for you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, in addition to that, I, I really enjoyed the uh, description on their website that you experience unparalleled hospitality. And you also get the added benefit of watching the parades and shows from reserved seating. Yeah. And now I will say, I'm not sure on this one, but all the other ones, you have to have a theme park ticket in addition to the tour. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they take place at different parks, but you have to have a ticket to that park in order to go on the tour. I'm not sure about this VIP tour one. If you have to have a park ticket in order to get in, I imagine you do because all the other ones, but since it is so expensive, I'm not entirely sure. So the next one is the Ultimate Day of Thrills VIP tour. Now, this is $349 a person. And, and it's seven hours long. And again, you need uh, a ticket. But this goes through... And it's only, it, this one is only offered four days a week. But it goes through and you get to ride... Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Seven Dwarfs Minecar Ride, Soarin', Slinky Dog Dash, Toy Story Mania, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, and Star Tours. So basically, just a summary of that is you go through the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios, and you ride their most popular rides. So it, this one doesn't sound like you're going to, you don't go to do Expedition Everest, um, you don't go to uh, Animal Kingdom. But every other park is hit, and their their greatest hits is are all hit too. Right, and I gotta say, so three hundred forty nine dollars. It seems like a lot at first glance, but that's a lot of rides. Yeah, I, I mean, think, you you like you said, it, it's the biggest rides at yeah. all the parks. So it's a great way to beat the crowds and not have to plan out your own experience. So this is something that I definitely think I would do if I didn't have an expert planner as a husband. So I think that. I mean, we've gone to the parks and gone and hit a bunch of these rides and like Joe just has it all worked out to a science and okay, we have to catch a bus then and then we can be to the park here if we walk really fast and then um, if we go here, we can get another fast pass so that we can switch back to this park. I mean, he's really good at that kind of stuff. That's something that doesn't interest me as much. So I might want to pay this amount if I didn't have him. Yeah, and so it's it's eleven rides. I count it's eleven rides, so it's like thirty dollars a ride in seven hours. But you're right. I mean, with this one and and kind of even the next one, you, what you're getting is you're getting basically fast passes to all these rides, where you can do a lot of this stuff if you get a good touring plan. I mean, there's a ton of websites out there that offer touring plans that tell you, you know, how to do one park in a day, how to do you know, multi-parks in a day and tell you when to go to the rides. Like make sure you go to seven dwarves first, let's say, because it gets, it's 
the shortest line at the beginning of the day and then it gets crowded. Mm-hmm. And if you can follow those plans and you could do yeah, they probably exactly what this says, maybe not in seven hours, but you could do it all you in a day. Yeah. The, I mean, there is definitely value to the fact that you are guaranteed basically to be riding these rides. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I've gone on your own, you know, if the, depending on crowds and weather, I mean, whether it, yeah, depending on the crowds that, might not be possible right yeah i mean i've gone and done all four parks in one day i mean now i only rode a couple rides at each park but i made it you know i started in the morning and i made it to every park rode a few the you know major rides i wanted to ride and saw a fireworks show so it's definitely doable to hit multiple parks multiple rides in each park each day on your own like you said you just kind of have to plan it out and you know make sure you utilize your fast passes and things um, so like I said, with the next one, so the next one is the ultimate classics VIP tour. Everything really is ultimate. Enjoy, I was going to yeah. say, I enjoy their wording for these because that was the thing that was really throwing me. I was, when I'd read one, I'm like, oh, this sounds really cool. And then the next one, I'm like, how is this different than the last one? Um, their naming scheme is like weird. Well, yeah. Cause the last one is the ultimate night of adventure VIP yeah. tour. I think they're trying to trademark ultimate. They're trying to make sure that nobody else Frisbee can use ultimate. Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. You know what? Frisbee should come after them here. Come at me, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the Ultimate Classics Tour, it, this one's $249. And this is offered on the three days of the week. The Ultimate Day of Thrills Tour isn't offered. Yeah. So basically one of those is offered every day of the week. Yeah. And it's approximately four hours long. And you have a tour guide that basically plans everything. And you have special access to the most popular rides. But that's basically all I saw. Well, yeah. So you get Dumbo, Haunted Mansion, uh, Small World, Jungle Cruise, The Mad Tea Party, Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh, and Under the Sea. So this, so is this all one's in the just Magic in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So it's kind of, you're in one park. I don't want to say they're the B rides, but they're not. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't consider these the MVPs. top a list. Um, I will say... Under the Sea with the Little Mermaid. I really like that ride. That's a great ride. For some reason, I want to ride that every time I go. I I don't care. I mean, it's not the best in terms of animatronics or anything like that. But I think whenever you go into that open room and you're just kind of under the sea and just it's wide open and they're singing Under the Sea and all the fish are dancing and Ariel's in there dancing and it's there's like you know it's neon it's very colorful it's very lively um i just love that part that's like my favorite part of the ride and for some reason i just keep like i love riding that ride even though it's just a, it's a slow moving ride it's your inner princess coming it's, out i think it is it just i love it it's it's a great ride so i forgot to mention that joe's wearing a unicorn onesie as he records this episode <laughs> you look very cute good baby. thing good thing we don't have a video of this so but yes, yeah, so, but I mean, some of the other ones, I mean, we've talked about Peter Pan. If you don't have to wait for it, it's definitely a good ride to ride. But I think if it's the 45 minute to an hour wait, it usually is. It's probably not worth it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have to walk right on that one to want to ride. Yeah. It. So, I mean, with this, you would. So, I mean, they're definitely good rides, but I mean, I think between the two, the value is in the day of thrills because you are mm-hmm. riding, I mean, the top tier attractions in all the parks whereas for 249 dollars 
for what you're getting, I don't know that's worth it. If you go to the Magic Kingdom for a day and you're that only you're only spending a day there, yeah, sorry. I think you can you can definitely ride all of those mm-hmm. with within a day. Yeah. So another tour is the Ultimate Night of Adventure VIP tour. This triple one, Ultimates. <laughs> yep. Triple Triple Ultimate. So this one's two hundred forty nine dollars and it's a four hour tour and you do it in a group. It's at Animal Kingdom and you get to tour Everest. Kilimanjaro Safari, Avatar Flight of Passage, Navi Ride at River Journey, Dinosaur, and Rivers of Lights, which I enjoyed the, how they tossed Dinosaur in that one because the other ones are like super hyped rides. And then Dinosaur is that one that we said, uh, and I think one of our favorite. Dinosaur is great. Yeah, it's a, one of our favorite rides there, but it's one of those rides that you could very easily miss and it's not, I don't know, I don't feel like it's well hyped, but it's a lot of fun we walked onto it several times yeah i think dinosaur was more popular when the park first opened and that was kind of like the major attraction there Mm -hmm. and then now that you have everest and kilimanjaro and and especially avatar now um yeah people just don't go in it as much i mean this one's interesting because this is a newer one as well so it's kind of playing into animal kingdom being open later at night it's a way for people who want to get into pandora but you know, obviously when it first opened, the there was a long line. I mean, going going back up to the Ultimate Day of Thrills, you get into Slinky Dog Dash and Toy Story Mania, which is, you know, a great way to get on those. They also have early park admission there at Hollywood Studios to get you into Toy Story Land. And so this is kind of at Animal Kingdom. They also have a, you know, late park admission, early park admission to get into Pandora. But this is another way for you to, to kind of get in on some of those rides. Also, you get priority seating at the Rivers of Light show, and there's um, and you get a free drink. Yeah, you get alcoholic drinks. or not. Yeah, and a signature snack. snack. Yeah, you get drinks and snacks. So this one you get food with it as well. So I think I mean this seems to be pretty good because it's pretty high value. Yeah, I mean because especially with the two rides in Pandora, which can be pretty long waits, you know, getting a guaranteed seat at Rivers of Light, you get some food with it, you get to ride Everest, which is great. And I gotta say, I was. I was watching YouTube videos um, for some reason and just kind of stumbled upon the Yeti at Everest. I was trying to you know, look him up and, and I found this show from when it f- first opened. It was on Discovery and they were showing kind of them building the attraction and all the engineering marvels they did. And they had the animatronic of the Yeti in the background and it was kind of behind plastic so you couldn't fully see it but it was moving so they were testing it out that thing moved i mean yeah, it's a shame that it broke yeah i mean i thought all it really did was lunge but it has a lot more articulation than that so it lunged its head would move and turn it would kind of swoop in and sway and for the size of that thing it moved a lot more than i really realized it did Mm-hmm. And it really is a shame that it doesn't move now because it seems like it... It was it, built for greatness and it's never right. really... Yeah. Meet, I mean, it's, it's never met that potential. Yeah. It seems like it almost would sweep down and kind of grab at the car. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully eventually... I've, I've heard rumors that it's going to get shut down for a refurbishment eventually because it, it's going to need refurbished. Well, didn't we talk about this before how like that ride is built in basically like it was at three different yeah. layers and, and that, levels. And that's why they can't fix it because they, it's basically in one of the, it's a, it's a, it's too hard to get to. Yeah. And that's kind of why it was also on the discovery channels because it's three separate structures that are, that all go all the way to the ground. So they don't, 
touch each other, but they're all intertwined. So it makes it very difficult. So you essentially have to shut down the ride, kind of tear apart the mountain and get in. And so, you know, there have been rumors that when it goes down for a long refurbishment here, because roller coasters being out in Florida running 24-7 need shut down and, and repaired after some point. I mean, you look at Universal Studios, they tore down the Incredible Hulk and rebuilt it because it kind of reached the end of its life. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that's going to happen with Everest. And, you know, people are saying once that happens and they can say, okay, it's closed for a year because we have to kind of tear it apart and rebuild it, they can then get in resupport the yeti and fix it yeah and i would think they could probably build a new animatronic that's lighter and wouldn't have the problems because oh yeah I'm sure. they use they don't use the same hydraulic systems that they used to use but it was just it was just pretty impressive to see how much it actually uh is supposed to move because it's kind of hard to even find like original ride videos where you get a good look at the yeti moving just because that's like a dark section of the ride and things mm-hmm. so to kind of be able to see it out was pretty interesting so so that that's kind of the last of the VIP tours. Um, so what if if you had to do any of these, what would be like your your top one? I was gonna say had to do is not the correct terminology there. I would be delighted to do any of these tours, but okay. if I was given the fantastic opportunity to do any of these tours and I didn't have to pay for it. Obviously, I'm going to go with the private VIP tour with my my ballin' uh, personal Fonsworth Bentley of a Disney cast member and all my closest, 10 closest friends. And uh, yeah, so that would be the one I would do if I didn't have to pay. But yeah, I think having to you, pay. You, I would say, would you do the taste of the Magic Kingdom? I think that's the one you would like. I mean, I, think- I would like that. But again, I, we'd have to find out. What, yeah, yeah. If if the, I could eat any of the, food I think on the it. private VIP tour is good if you have a large group. I think it makes sense. But I mean, really, what you're getting is just you can pick what you want to do. I don't necessarily know that you're getting behind the scenes access to anything or or anything special like that. Whereas some of the, um, like the Keys to the Kingdom tour, which I don't think technically is a VIP tour, so that's why it's not on this list. But that's where you 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 get to go, kind of see the the um uh, the the tunnels under the park and everything like that so you know you get more behind the scenes things i mean in terms of value i definitely think the taste of the magic kingdom one seems to be a pretty good value at 100 bucks mm-hmm. um yeah i think the classic tour that's probably you could pass on that the, the two i would be most interested in is the ultimate day of thrills or the ultimate nights of adventure i think the nights of adventure is probably the best value because yeah, well, I I mean I think it, that, you get some food in it, and there's a lot of great rides in the animal. Yeah, kingdom. and not I I think that Pandora is still pretty crowded, so to be able to get your like basically fast passes to all of that and jump to the front of the lines for those rides, that would be pretty clutch. You could do a lot with that. Yeah, and I will say the, the one thing we didn't mention about that one, I mean it kind of says it in the name, Knights of Adventure. That all takes place at night, so that one starts. Right, maybe Which is like again, four when, o'clock when in the Pandora afternoon. really lights up too, exactly because they have all of that really cool, you know, black light, bioluminescent, yeah, bio, right. bioluminescent stuff. So it would be an impressive way of viewing all of that. And that's another reason why they have it at that point in time. So, and that one must be popular because that one is the only one offered seven days a week. So they have that every night, uh, you know, to run through to Animal Kingdom. But yeah, I think. If I had to pick any of them, it would probably be that one. 
Yeah. So just a little side note while you were talking, I was looking up the Yeti um, Expedition Expedition Everest opened in 2006. So for sure, animatronics has come quite a long way since it would have been built before that. Uh, it would be definitely. a so lot. It's, so it's 12 years old. Yeah, I, I definitely think within the next probably two or three years here. So I would imagine probably right after the 50th anniversary. It's 25 feet tall. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Holy moly. They, they said the skin of it is is like 1,900 square feet or something like that. Yeah, wow. It, it's, it's pretty impressive. But yeah, just thinking of you know how long the life of a roller coaster, I would have to think it's getting near the end of its life, but they're not going to want to shut it down before the 50th. Mm-hmm. So I think 2021, they announced... It's hey, going down in 2022, repairs. 2023, it's going down. We'll probably hear, you know, a year long refurbishment, something like that. And maybe by then they have the rumored, you know, Zootopia built in there. They have the Indiana Jones land to kind of take some of the capacity from shutting down Everest. But I think within the next two or three years, we'll we'll see that go down for a big refurbishment. Zootopia actually. Um, would fit really nicely with that because they have that whole ten like tundra city. So if they put Everest in that tundra city, it would kind of be a nice incorporation there. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why. I mean, Zootopia seems like a great fit for that park overall, oh, yeah. and I think that's why it's been rumored for a while. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So, well, if if anybody, uh, if any of our listeners have done any of these VIP tours or or interested in any of them, let us know. You, know, you can let us know on Facebook. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast. You know, definitely tell us if you did one, what you thought of it. Um, if you're interested in doing one, which one you think is kind of the best value or which one you'd want to do. Hey, maybe you love the classic rides and you want to ride all the classic rides. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, or you know, something like that. But definitely uh, you know, let us know. We'd love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget also we have an Instagram. Anytime I see anything Disney related, I post it. So you can always reach us there. I check it. Yeah, at Enchanted Ears podcast on Instagram as well. So yeah, and if anybody has a question, um, you can feel free to ask us on Facebook or go to our website enchantedearspodcast.com slash podcast question. Ask it there, and we'll uh, we'll maybe read it on the show. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week, and have, have a, a magical, magical day. day.